Welcome to the podcast, Moving Through Fear, where we explore the role fear has in leading us toward what's most important. I'm Craig Strong, photographer, inventor, and co-founder of Lens Baby Inc. Along the way, I've met a lot of amazing people who've learned a great deal about how to live life well. In these one-on-one conversations, we explore the role fear and negative emotions have played in, of all things, making life better. In this episode, we talk about finding one thing that we can approach fearlessly. That's what Andrea did. She found photography was the one area of her life she just didn't care what other people thought about her and she and her photographs. And she approached this as I am going to be good at this. I'm going to find my vision. I'm going to move forward uh, and, and do something that I'm proud of. Hi, I'm Craig Strong, and here with Lens Baby to talk with Andrea Hulix. Andrea is a professional photographer living in the Netherlands who leads workshops on macro photography, abstract landscapes, and smartphone photography. Uh, and today we're here to explore the idea of moving through fear. Lens Baby's mission statement is we empower artists to move through fear to discover extraordinary creative freedom. Hi, Andrea. How are how are you today? Hi, Greg. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Thank well, you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, you seem to resonate with this statement, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, what does moving through fear mean to you? Well, you got me thinking about that because I think, uh, for one thing, photography is the only thing uh, where I'm not afraid in or uh-huh. when I no yes and uh, actually it helped me to get out of my fear huh. but maybe then I have to start where the fear became <laughs> become where it started it all started but uh, I think when I was a young kid I was the oldest of three uh, kids and I have a sister and a brother and maybe because I was the oldest you sometimes have the feeling that you uh, have to be a role, a role model or you your parents do something and you ha- just have this feeling and I think that was one of the reasons maybe that's where my perfectionism already started because I wanted to be a, a good role model but I also understood already then that it was very important for anyone to be themselves and not to be compared uh, to one another so uh, for me that was really important and that I could be who I was. And I was, as a child, very insecure and uh, shy. And I was, I think you, the people around me didn't notice because I could talk very well, but it was just masking my fear. Mm. Wow. So the pressure of being the oldest and feeling like you needed to be an example uh, created anxiety and fear. And you said that you you were aware of this um, at a young age and that photography was kind of an escape from that, that anxiety. Um, when did you first find that photography was uh, a way out of, of feeling afraid or feeling insecure? Well, um, that's, that was uh, only when I started in 2007 uh, again, but before that, when I was in high school, for example, I loved to, uh, to to share my uh, passions with anyone. But when I, I also knew that when I uh, was in front of the class, I was very afraid. Uh, 
and but still I wanted to do it but so I have a love and ha uh, hate relationship with fear it helped me with growing uh, and sometimes maybe as it was also a little bit addictive because when I overcome the fear I was really like wow I did it so um well, on high school, I also, I, I was not a good student uh, by learning. I, I was somebody who liked to work with my hands. And even in when I had exams, I just had blackouts. So I just walked out of the room. Yes, I, when I have a, a really big pressure, it's, it's uh, I couldn't handle that. And just, uh, I, I think it only uh, changed when I uh, went to fashion school. And I think my first fear was I, I got a camera for my dad when I was very young and I love to play with it. So when I have to make a decision which school to do after high school, uh, I was thinking, well, maybe I can go to a photo academy. But uh, there was an open day, so I, I went to, to, to the open day. And when I got there, I, I realized that it was very scary because everyone in the room was already very... Um, they knew exactly what they wanted to do and all what they uh, were willing or they had the, those documentary photography and that there was nothing for me. And I just want, I just had fun with uh, taking pictures and, and just wanted to go uh, to nature and take pictures. But there was nothing about nature there. So I was really like, oh, I'm from a small village and, and, and I'm feeling very, yeah insecure in in this class and i also felt it was not the time or the place for me to go but i was very disappointed because i have to find another thing to do and um then i uh, um, decided to, to do something with my hands with because i did some needle stuff and and uh, crochet so i think well maybe something in fashion is good for me so i went to fashion and after that everything was different because I did something which I really love to do. And there, there was no photography yet, but because you are doing something you really love, I think uh, for me, it made me change by uh, learning. I could learn better. It was more easy for me. And well, um, I also realized that um, I was, I didn't have to be so insecure because of, uh, of my, um, how do you get grades or uh, yeah, number you get from, from everything. But um, photography came a little bit into it when I, after the, my uh, education, I, went, uh, I, I was working for different uh, brands in fashion. Mm -hmm. And I think it was uh, for me, um, th there were not trend setters, but trend follow uh, companies. And I really had great colleagues, so I had a great time. But I realized that when my designs were um, they were not uh, good, they were they were not good enough, but they were too progressive. It was always the reason why they were turned down. Huh. But I didn't uh, feel myself as a trendsetter. Uh, I was really insecure. But afterward, I, it made me thinking: maybe you have to go to a different band. But I didn't dare to do it. So. And then only after a few years, when I um, met my uh, boyfriend, then only the camera came 
in again with photography. He had a camera and I was thinking, well, we went on holiday and I, oh, I really want to have a camera again because the other one was broken. Huh. So wow. that's where it started because he has a camera and I really, I was looking to the viewfinder. I was thinking, oh, this is really amazing. I have to get back in photography again. Oh, I love that. And I love how those little reminders come along that say, hey, this is, this is some part of me that I left behind, which is what it sounds like for you. Yes. But it was a reminder yeah. that you're like, I miss that. Yes. And so you went from feeling super insecure, doing class presentations and, and yet being kind of fascinated, seeing it as a challenge. Yeah. Like you wanted to get through it because, I mean, it's, you almost cared so much about it that you were anxious, but because you cared so much, you couldn't just ignore it. Yes. Yes. Wow. Really, and, and now you're teaching workshops all over the world. Yes. Yes. It's really amazing. I remember very well, I was reading a book when I was young uh, of Linda Goodman, and it, it's a book about astrology and mm-hmm. I'm a Sagittarian. And there was written uh, that uh, Sagittarians were, would do very well in front of the class. Huh. And that was the only thing I was thinking mm, that doesn't resonate with me at all, <laughs> because what I was doing at the time, there was no necess- no need to do it. So I, I don't understand why. But I, I always kept it in my mind somewhere. And uh, so it became very, very important to me because I really love to share my passion in the workshops or presentations. Yes. Wow, that's powerful. And and so that was an encouragement that kind of pointed you towards something that was otherwise unpleasant. Uh, were there other encouraging things where you had a successful presentation in school or you felt like you had a victory that kind of got you to, to say, I'm willing to do this again and again? Yes, yes. I think when I, I think, yes. Uh, at some point, when I was starting in photography, I was finding my own way in um, my um, what I like to do, and that is with working with very uh, less sharpness, with a uh, very narrow depth of field. And uh, a lot of people didn't understand, but I just wanted to do uh, what I liked, and I think that I make a pact with myself that uh, after fashion. Uh, I, I did work for a few years, uh, well, a lot of years, I still do, as a freelancer in fashion. And I think in 2001, that was the, the best decision I ever made. Hmm. I have never been uh, have had fear because I think a lot of people uh, are not going to do it because they are afraid they won't get work or, or eh, something like it. Yeah. And I think um, I never thought about it. Because I knew I really wanted to do this. So I, I was not afraid. I, I was not uh, having doubts at all. That I, um, at that time, I knew uh, I was good in my work because I did it with so much passion. Sure. And uh, that was the first time I realized that, uh, well, I had the freedom. And, and I think that is one of the most, important things for me to have freedom, to have freedom uh, to be who I am, but more uh, to, to, to do in creativity uh, what I would like, uh, what I will, um, I want to do. So yes, that's for me, I think the f- maybe uh, the first moment I realized uh, I made a good decision then. And after I 
I had something in my mind, but I, I forgot. So, Maybe so they, one thing that you you said there that really struck me was that you had freedom in it, and it sounds like you worked to give your per, yourself permission to have that freedom. Um, that's that's bold. I mean, that, and that's a lot of work to get there because it sounded like it sounds like your mode most of your life has been looking to other people for that encouragement or waiting or not, not necessarily waiting, but um, feeling uh, concerned about what other people are going to think. But if you're saying I can do whatever I want um, and I can follow my heart, that's really brave in light of that. So like, that seems like there was, there was a hurdle there, which was I'm concerned about people seeing me in a way that's not positive. Um, and yet you're going to go against the flow. That's, that's a lot of work. Um, can you, can you share an example of something that you had, you felt freedom in that wasn't because people gave you permission, you just went out and did it? Um, yes. Uh, at one point, I think in 2015, uh, I wanted to do, I needed something different as a creative person. And I, think a lot of creative person uh, has a resonation with it. You need to have something else in, 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 a, in a certain time. You need to have a new challenge. And uh, I did a, for a lot of years, I was uh, only uh, doing macro photography, but I wanted to do something else. But it also had to suit me. And I liked uh, landscaping, but not uh, as uh, normal with sharp pictures. So um, I started uh, with lens baby lenses, but at that time, when I go back, uh, I think it was not the right time for me yet. I don't know why. Uh, so I uh, was starting with ICM and uh, I knew there were so many people saying, well, oh, it's just a trick and it's, uh, e it's easy. And well, and I was thinking, I don't care what you all thinking. Uh, I like it. When I feel something in my stomach, I know I have to follow it because this is what my heart likes to do. So I just started, but it rapidly became a very big uh, project because I shared it with someone who was a writer and he said, oh, you have to do an exhibition and you have to make a book of it. And I just showed him one picture, which I was very happy with. And uh, I'm not a person who likes to do work in a project. So that was also for me scary because I always go with the flow. That's uh, my way of working. And when um, things come to me, so I'm also not a, 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 a person who likes to do new things. I'm just likes to experiment and from out of the experiment and maybe new things will come, but it's not my uh, goal to do that so uh, the book was very challenging because i have to do that in a period of time and there was an exhibition and it was a lot of arrangement and that's not my uh, i'm not so good in this I, that's scary for me <laughs> so yeah. yes well wow. so it's so talk so let's see there's so much in there that is that's fascinating because you talk about icm in camera motion yes. as a tool that that other people's didn't other people didn't see as a tool they saw it as a gimmick and but you felt like there was something in there for me and i'm reminded of um the band u2 where um the the guitar sound came from a 
toy, essentially. It was a, a $20 distortion uh, pedal. And it was not taken seriously by musicians, but it became the, the you know, defining sound of what became the biggest band in the world. Um, and, and similar, I'm not sure that it was a toy, but, but uh, Eddie Van Halen and his, his guitar solos were, were just, you know, the harmonics, they were all and the distortion all added in there that that feels like a similar thing but but to come in and uh be able to see something for yourself that other people look at and they kind of turn up their nose at and say oh it's just a gimmick um and I, that doesn't surprise me at all that you ended up coming back to lens baby because that <laughs> a lot of people talk about lens baby as it's a gimmick and it's you yes. know uh, I've had many p- business owners that in the industry come to me and say, oh, I thought you were going to last about two years. And here we're, you know, pushing 20 years as a company. And uh, it's it's uh, exciting. And, but at the same time, many, many people still see it as, you know, well, that's not something you can take serious. And yet you're doing serious work with it. You've done amazing work with with so many techniques like ICM that other photographers haven't. And, I, you know, I don't know that there's a question in there, but uh, I love hearing that story. And OK, but I do want to hear more about your book and your exhibition, because that, you know, putting together a book, that's that takes a whole bunch of skills, especially if it's your first book that you hadn't had before. Uh, what was that like going into a big project like that? It was really scary for me. Really? And I was really happy that I have someone who was in books. So he had the connections and he helped me a lot. But at the end, I was the person. It was really funny. Uh, to him, I had those um, uh, companies who could print my book, but it didn't feel right. Uh, the, the way they were talking about uh, how to market it, it, it has to be very cheap. And I was thinking, no way. If I make a book, it should be exactly as I wanted to be. And I had a kind of paper in my mind that was very expensive. And uh, then uh, the the person who did the the graphical part of my book, um, um, I had a bet. I also have a graphical background, but I knew uh, she had to do it because it's totally different. And um, she, she gave me this as an address from one of the, the, the printing uh, companies. And I just went over there and I never, I had never done that. So for me, it was a big step. And I also remember that I couldn't afford what he was asking. And then I always say, I, I still get goosebumps. Um, I, I remember that he was calling and he's, and I was calling him and I so much want you to do it, but I have not the money you, you asked me for. Please, can you help me with it? Um, and he said, well, you're lucky. We're, we're changing the printer, uh, the person we're working with, and maybe you want to be the trial for us. Wow. So, well, I said, oh, I'm happy to. And I had all the confidence in, in it. I, I had no doubt that it was because I was thinking, well, this has to be it. It, it, it's not I don't believe in coincidence so uh, yes it, it was a big deal for me uh, but I had also uh, partly I had the help from somebody else who gave me a little push but in the end I did it myself and 
also the way uh, how to get it to the people uh, was difficult through shops. So I decided to um, invest myself with help uh, from my friend to yeah to make the book and do everything myself. So that was uh, yeah was scary, but but uh, when I look back, it was amazing. Yes. Wow, that's so great. And I love that you went, you didn't just give up because the price was too high, but you came back and, and really, I mean, that's kind of a vulnerable position to be in, to put yourself in, um, because you feel like if, if you can't meet this price, you've been told that they can't publish it for you. And yet you were just honest and kind of the, the universe aligned everything and, and made it possible. So that's super encouraging because what you were doing there from my perspective is, or what it would have been for me is acknowledging that I have anxiety about this and then being able to share that anxiety or the, the fact that I can't do it alone. Um, Cause I certainly can't do lens baby alone. Um, and I couldn't, early on. I knew that. And so that's where bringing in Sam, my business partner, and then later Jonathan and uh, allowing myself to just acknowledge that, Hey, I am not, I'm not the person to run this. I'm not the person to organize this or project manage. And, and so those weaknesses for me have, have put me in uh, community with people that I love that I wouldn't otherwise that I'm able to use their strengths and yeah. um, and then focus on mine. So um, so talk to me about that. Where where do you think you are best? Because your your statement about freedom and making a choice that you know I'm I'm not going to accept just what everybody says I'm capable of doing. I'm going to do what I want to do and what I feel led to do. Um, Talk to me about the growth and the, um, the, the way that you have been able to protect and, you know, maybe it's through personal practice. Like what is it that, that keeps you in touch with that part of you that you want to keep free? Um, well, I encourage myself to go to this fear every time when I feel it, hmm. because I know that I will be happy at the end. And I was um, thinking every time I felt the fear, I had to, the, I was really pushing away it every time, but then you're making it only worse. And after finding out that when you do take it by the horns and just uh, go, go with it and, and do what you want to do, then, then you get rid of it very easily. So it's over. And then you were thinking why I was so afraid. So, and, and by doing that more and more, I think that helped me to see that it was really working this way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just, just take it. I remember somebody told to me, you have to take the first step and then you keep on running or walking <laughs> depends what you want but yes i think that is really important to and what you are saying it is really important to acknowledge uh, that you have fear and you just share it i think it's so um for example a lot of people love to do icm but they are they are afraid of what other people might say and they then you're holding uh, you're holding back of yourself when you do this and i think it's 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 a pity when people do this, and I cannot. Um, I 
honestly, photography is the only thing I'm really, really never am insecure or feel this fear again as I had before. Of course, I sometimes I do well. For example, um, when I was doing ICM, I realized I the the the, the more fake my and eh, the more blurry my pictures were, uh, the more I liked it uh, liked it. And but there was also in somebody some moment my head was going in between, and when that happened, that's not a good thing. So I was expressing myself with the presentations in photo clubs what was happening. And I like to do it because I think it's also a very important part to share, as you say. Also, you just have, yeah, you you have to uh, acknowledge you have fear, and uh, maybe it can help other people to to do what they are like uh, like to do. So I was telling it, and they said to me, "You have to go to this exhibition from William Turner," and I didn't know who he was. Uh, I was not a person who was following art at the time. So I immediately, when I was home, I went on, uh, on the internet and looked for William Turner. And, and I was wow, because I saw my pictures and I was thinking, what is he painting? I was really curious. So uh, there, was, there were two exhibitions at the same time. And in one day I went, they were very far apart, but in one day I went to both. And it was really moving. It, it really touches my heart. And maybe not so much the pictures, but there were all quotes on the wall. And one of the things was, I have to, I have to quote, um, he's, he said, uh, indistinctness is my force. Uh, I don't paint to be understood. And that really resonates with me because I always say the, 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 the out of focus in my, uh, uh, the blurriness in my pictures is, my, is the strength of the pictures. Wow. And um, I, I, I photograph what I like to do and, not, um, and what touches me and, and, and not what everyone else wants me to do, uh, to see. Or, uh, and if they like it or not, it's not going to be better or worse because they don't yeah. like it or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've got chills. Like as you're talking about, I don't paint to be understood. Like there's an indistinctness is my force is what he said. Oh, yes. that's, that's just such a powerful statement because that's, that's a statement of someone who knows the way they see the world and they don't care that nobody yes. else sees it that way. And then all of a sudden that's a window for all of us. Yes. To, to look into that vision of the world and that reality that we would not see on our own. And that's the beauty of a community of whether it's yes. artistic or emotional or stories like you're telling me stories I never would have known. And yet I relate to I relate to standing in front of a class as a seventh grader for my science fair project and being nervous and yet being excited. Like I was scared <laughs> to death and I got a D on the presentation because factually it wasn't good, but all my class, like there was one thing that was wrong and my teacher had done a science fair project on lasers when he was in seventh grade and he saw that one thing. So he gave me a D, um, <laughs> barely passed. And, and yet my classmates came up to me and said, wow, that was a great presentation. And, and I went, huh, let's put that, let's put that in my, in my notes, my mental notes to say, maybe someday I could be good at this and maybe it'll be factually correct next time. But as you're talking about that, like you've, you've got such passion about 
taking something that nobody, you don't need permission for it to be correct or for it to be liked. Um, And yet that almost makes it more uh, exciting and enthralling um, for the rest of us. And I think that's the freedom you feel when you, you do what you like and you feel strong. So I think it's very, and I think it's so great what you uh, with Lens Baby are doing to make this community and to share and, and, and everybody is so open and also in how they, uh, how they, uh, how it's for them. And, and as you say, you, you, you can resonate with those stories and uh, it's wonderful. I loved, I loved the, the whole experience and the stories and it's amazing. It's so inspiring. It is. It's great. And, and I love, you know, similar to not, not being the person to run the company. I'm also not the person to uh, manage the, the community and the community is the strongest part of, of what we're doing. If, if we're not connecting with people, like, why would we, why would we be bringing all these products out if it's not helping connect people? And so seeing the connections uh, through you and your workshops and, and with um, you talk about working with Jackie Kramer, who's part of the community. We've got uh, so many people that are just interconnected in ways that like I couldn't manage that. That's not me. I, I started the ball rolling with a crazy little vacuum cleaner hose product. And uh, and then it, it grew far beyond me. And I don't take credit for any of that. But but it's turning the reins over to the people that have the vision for what they can bring. And uh, I'm so glad that you have brought so much to so many photographers and visual artists uh, to be able to challenge them and, and to free them up to, to follow what they see, whether it's, it resonates with what you do or not, because that's the beauty of it. You can show people what you do and yeah, it's okay if they copy it, but hopefully the, the end result is them finding what their vision is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, also lens baby was a huge part of it because it was different. The funniest thing when I was little, I didn't want to be different. I had some issues just huh. uh, with every, every kid has to, when you are insecure, but I, I had my teeth to the front and those kind of thing. And, 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 and I didn't want to be different, but now with the, with the photography, I like to be different. So, and, and those lenses really help this, uh, to make this, because when I use Lens Baby, it's all about feeling. It's not about, I hate technology. I, I, I don't, I, it's not, uh, not important for me. And, and I know when I started to do workshops and people were coming, people were asking me to give workshop and I was thinking, oh, how I'm going to do it. I, I, I would love to do it, but I don't know how, because I'm really visual and I don't use technique. I do everything of intuition. So how do I transfer that to them? So the only way I could do it was make it visible because I'm really a picture thinker mm-hmm. and I, I, I showed everything on the screen. Now I do it in the forest or in the garden but i showed everything on the screen and then we went outside and i noticed that a lot of people were very happy with it because the technical part is scary for them right Right. and when it's only creative they have fun and lens baby is fun you you feel like a kid again you do (laughs) things you break the rules and i love to break the rules (laughs) 
Yeah, it's got a whole other set of technical problems that uh, aren't aren't necessarily the kind of thing you can solve by um, <laughs> in in the typical way. Like you have to work around the technology yes. uh, with Lens Baby. But once you've gotten through that learning curve, then there's you know it's all it's all tangible. It's something you hold with your hands, and it sounds like that's what your students hear your passion for and resonate with. So two things. Um, come to mind as as we're talking here one is when i first saw your icm work with lens baby i just thought what a curious thing to combine because you're taking your your lens baby effect whether that's velvet or uh sweet spot or whatever it is and then you're layering it in with yet another thing that makes it it you know it, it less tangible what's going on and yet it was so powerful. Like it was such a subtle change from a regular ICM image uh, in most cases, but it was just a little bit different. And, um, you know, I, I love that combination. Um, and then I do want to hear, like, what do you think it was about photography that was that you were just kind of fearless about? Like you went in after a life of anxiety and uh, feeling like you wanted approval and wanted to be like everybody else. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, I don't have to be like you. You know, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. That, that was it. I oh. wasn't, for the first time, I wasn't thinking. I, I was, I am a person really in my mind before when I work for uh, cost, uh, customers or when I, more when I was in a company. Sure. But uh, with photo uh, photography, it was for the first time I didn't think at all. I was just go, I was just react, uh, react. Yeah, I had just with nature and and just um, absorb everything and taking pictures. And I know I remember when I started with my workshop, I had those this quote: uh, "I don't think, I feel." Huh. And I huh. think that's the way I always do it. So this is, I forgot your question. <laughs> no, that answers my question perfectly because essentially you're, you're finding yourself in a flow state as you're photographing. And so in that flow state, it really is kind of a, I don't, I don't really care. You know, I, I'm not doing this yeah. for anybody yeah. except to be right here and yeah. to interact and to yeah. find that, you know, that, yeah. that flow that you're having with your subject matter. That's beautiful. I yeah. love that that picture that you paint, and and I, and I I find that flow state in various places, including photography. And one of the things for me that that people would just be dumbfounded because I shot a couple hundred weddings over the course of my career as a freelance photographer is people like, how can you stand weddings? And I would just I would smile because I'm like, well, if nobody else likes weddings. That's fine with me because I yeah. love a good wedding as long as people wanted what I had to offer. Um, yeah. And because getting into that state where you're anticip I was anticipating, I was looking, I knew something was going to happen. I felt energy over here. There was always that, Hey, what's possible. And I think for every single person, whether that's photography, whether that's running, whether that's, you know, reading, whether that's standing in a river with a fly rod in your hand or canoeing or um, skydiving, whatever it is, if you can find that place where it's 
nothing else really matters except what I'm doing in this moment. I think that's that's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a wonderful practice to have. Although I wouldn't skydive every day, um, <laughs> and, but, you know, I'm not at all. So, wow. We can we can we can pull out our camera and and it's always accessible to us. And uh, and that's beautiful. I love hearing your story, Andrea. It's uh, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. And and I totally nice relate. You know, I, I relate to that sense of as a kid wanting to be more the same and then ending up more different as an adult and uh and yeah. loving that appreciating that yeah and i also want to thank you for who you are because i think because you are um open like you are and and sharing so easily that's why a lot of people you attract the good people and, and that's why you have such a good team and and such a beautiful uh community around you and i think Well, yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh, I do have good people around me and I'm so it goes both ways. It you know, yeah. early on to be able to have a few good people that influenced me and invested in me and taught me or it showed me an example of how to be in the world um has allowed me to um you know, have a part in this community and it's just like I said, it's just a privilege to have have come up with something crazy that, that people resonated with that then uh, we can, we can work on, you know, I, if we can have a project that we work on together uh, I can't think of anything better for a community, you know, whether that's climbing a mountain or, you know, essentially the mountain of, yeah. of a business and of art. And yeah, it's awesome. Andrea, it's so good to talk to you. Thank you for your time today. And Thank you. Uh, it, I love, I love the miracle of, uh, of being of the technology that we have that we don't need to wait until we're at a trade show to talk or whatnot. We can, we can do this across the miles and, and uh, it's your, your evening and still my morning for a few minutes. And, yes. and I love that. Yes, me too. Thank okay. you. Greg. You're welcome. Have a wonderful evening, Andrea. Yes. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Going off bye. to bed now. <laughs> okay. Bye. My takeaways from my conversation with Andrea, which was so great and so jam-packed, it's hard to choose. One, take the first step and then you just keep running. It's that first step that's the hard one. And if you keep moving, the fear is less of a power. It has less control over you. Two, William Turner's quote, indistinctness is my force. I do not paint to be understood. That's fantastic. We all have a superpower. I don't think I would have named indistinctness as my superpower, but that's essentially what William Turner is saying is his. And then lastly, you have to acknowledge you have fear because maybe it will help other people. Thanks for joining me for the Moving Through Fear podcast where we explore what it means to move through fear to discover extraordinary creative freedom.